0: Welcome to the Lead Defend Podcast, a show designed to help you grow in faith and leadership as you navigate the stages of young adulthood. We address important faith topics and provide practical life tips, helping you build up your faith as you engage a changing culture. Now, here are your hosts.
1: welcome to Lead Defend. It's Ryan and Brock here, and we have yeah. Ditson Noel. Now, Ditson, your name is spelled D I T H S O N. Yes. So is this good? Just for everybody's sake, tell us how to pronounce it really clearly. Michael. Michael. <laughs> is Michael your first name? No, no. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> that, it's awesome.
2: Ditson. Ditson. D I T H S O N the h is silent, All right, h silent. but okay. in, and i'll tell you a funny story i was i called the at&t company and i said hey uh listen somebody sent me a text because somebody was trying to scam me or something sure. like that and said hey someone sent me a text is you know is it true that you know i'm getting a gift card for whatever for my last payment and he's like no but you know what's crazy your name is Ditson." i'm like yeah he's like that's my best friend's name <laughs> oh, i said wow. really that's your best friend i said what's your what's your best friend's ethnicity he's like uh, Filipino. Hmm. So I was like, oh my goodness. I said, so what does Ditson mean? I've been trying to figure out what my name meant sure. my whole life. I thought my dad just made it up out of nowhere. But it means very helpful person.
1: Hey, bro, that's good. Now, that's so, a good name. Beacon, of very helpful person, you actually work for the North American Mission Board yes. helping students give a portion of their lives to the mission field through church planting, different things like that. Yes, and so, yep. Uh, Ditson, you lead an initiative called the GoTo initiative. And so tell us a little bit about GoTo and what that is.
2: So Go To is really just uh, what we want to do is encourage students to live their lives strategically after they graduate, right? But just really it's helping them see how to be faithful, giving, missional, living church members. Yeah. Right? So um, this is really like what we're... I don't know how uh, I don't know a better way to explain that. Just than saying that, right? We want them to be uh, faithful. We want them to live on mission. We want uh, the community that they had in college to be continued in uh, their church life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just pray our prayers that they'll just be successful, continue their faith, and uh, use their gifts that God has given them. Sure. Yeah.
0: So, what, what target audience? You mentioned after high school. You also mentioned college experience. So, who are who's the target audi- audience for
2: for go to? Primarily, it's collegiate graduates, right? Um, That's the way when uh, Pastor J.D. uh, Greer really opened this up to the SBC, Um, he was really implementing something that he's been doing, he just wanted to figure out a way that the IMB and uh, NAM, the International Mission Board, and the North American Mission Board could really uh, partner in mobilizing all the uh, collegiate students, right? I mean, because if we're honest— like, that's one of the biggest missionary pools mm. uh, in the world, honestly, right? You guys, you guys get opportunity to spend time with collegiate students uh, that are on fire for Jesus, excited about the gospel, and really mm. want to do anything. And so, uh, yeah, so JD wanted us to kind of uh, pour into that the yeah. pool and, uh, use, uh, and use their giftings and call them out. Um, and so... Target audience is primarily collegiate graduates, uh, but honestly, you know, if you're if you feel called uh, to take your job to mm-hmm. go to uh, Pittsburgh uh, to serve the people of Pittsburgh, right? And uh, you just went to a trade school or something like that. Like, if God's calling you, we want to help you get there as well. Yeah. You know,
1: this, and I feel like part of your role is pouring gas on the fire of students' lives so that they can go and and really serve in strategic cities across North America. Yeah. And part of it, all of us have had the opportunity to serve on mission experiences, even lead mission teams, mission trips before. Right, right. Um, Brock's taking a mission team here in the next couple months, actually. Um, We're doing the same. And so, Ditson, why is it so important for high school and college students to serve on mission during those years of their life?
2: Wow, that's uh, that's a tough question, Um, kind of, but... uh, I think it's just formative sure right uh when i'm in high school and i get exposed to um the just the amount of poverty in uh kentucky yeah you know and uh, just seeing how hard it is for people to succeed and get what they need you know god may place a desire in my heart that says man you know what i feel called to the people that are dealing with poverty mm. you know and it might uh it might not be in Kentucky but it's somewhere else right it, it yeah. might be in LA but God God instantly like reveals that to you and like so you bring your students on a, on a mission trip you know and they see they get to experience different things that that automatically triggers man i could see myself serving uh these types of people for the rest of my life or yeah. i could see myself uh, serving um, you know refugees in Clarkson Georgia and all the refugee cities in the country hey I want to move to one of these cities and serve the refugees because I I'm burdened by what is uh happening to them and the, and just the need the necessity for them to hear the
1: gospel right mm-hmm.
0: so. yeah you know, I, had a, I had a mission trip leader one time tell me that there's two types of people that come back from a mission trip people that have good stories and people that come back changed. Wow. So it sounds like what you're saying is is that there's so many students that whether in their high school, middle school, college, they come back and and they're forever changed by what they've been exposed to. Now, I can also think of the student who's maybe hearing you. This is really interesting to them, but they're maybe feeling a little bit of tension mm-hmm. because they're they're seeing graduation in the distance. You're saying, "Hey, after you graduate, come with us for 2 years." And they're say, saying, "Man, I need to start my life." I need to start making some money. My parents want me to use this degree. So maybe give, what's your best sales pitch? Why spend two years after you graduate college to go and do this?
2: Uh, You can spend two years after college to do this because it won't be a waste of time. Yeah. Wow. Right? God is, uh, if God is calling you to do something, He will always provide. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah, two years down the road, uh, you might not have acquired as much wealth yeah. or income as you desired. Uh, but hey, God is going to provide for you. God is going to take care of you. I remember when uh, when a pastor said to me, "Hey, Dixon, if the Holy Spirit is calling you to do this, then He'll provide for you." And the Holy Spirit has uh, provided. And remember that, that? Uh, and that yeah. uh, source of encor- encouragement I always give to everyone else. We have a student. Soraya, who moved to um, Boston, and she was going to start her degree and work uh, for uh, uh, aeronautical, you know, uh, stuff that, you know, I was a psychology major. Big money stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, stuff that's (laughs) way out of our (laughs) paper. You know what I'm saying? When she said arrow, I thought she was talking about archery. Yeah. (laughs) So, But, yeah, so she moved up there, and what happened was she started just being tossed around in a company, right? But she was serving so hard in her church that the pastor said, hey, why don't we try to figure out a way for you to mm-hmm. go, you know, full-time doing this? So she's serving in her church when she went up there with a different purpose, right? Yeah. And she loves it. God uh, provided for her. Another dude trip. He's in Salt, He was in Salt Lake City, and he just met somebody at a park and said, oh, yeah, I'm – uh i'm an engineering major Mm. you know and they were running around the park to share i guess they're sharing the gospel with people and uh a lady said hey uh you're an engineering major i work at an engineering firm firm here here's a card you know now he's working a job at Mm. that firm right if god is calling you he felt called to go to uh, salt lake city god provided for him so uh, yes um there are like some things that we really have to you know consider and think about but also go to doesn't make you give up your job you could Mm -hmm. work your job but really it's like being a marketplace missionary okay Uh, a lot of people feel like calling is um hey if i'm called that means i have to be a a pastor right right or a missionary no god has called all of us, right? All yeah. of us have different capacities in which like, we glorify God and we live out the mission that he's given to us. And so the uh, so GoTo allows you to do that as a worker, right? We want to help people see like it's healthy to work and to serve uh, your church. And, yes, and that's serve. one
1: of the things I love about GoTo is you're saying, hey, God's called you to this career. Yep. Use it and leverage it to, exactly. to serve people who have great need in, in far-off cities. And so I think this is one of the cool things. Kansas City is one of the big initiatives with Go To. Hey, move and partner alongside a church plant yes. in Kansas City yep. and just get a job there and live your life. And, uh, and But you... while you do, be strategic in joining a church and partnering with the mission of God. It's an incredible opportunity. Yep. So indeed, what would you say are the hurdles that as you talk to students and coach them through that college, thinking about the next phase of their life, what, what are the things that often keep people from living missionally those first couple years after college? Um... Really I think it's
2: just practical things. Uh, housing. Yep. Um, the different the things that come up in the city. We're we're just coming out of COVID, right? So yeah. there's different things that may come up in a city that says, Hey, I man, I now I gotta go back to wherever uh to where I was and so um yeah, just just practical things. Uh housing uh, transitioning, and I think the big key is getting the ministry that they're coming from to partner with the ministry that they're going to. Sure, is big that relationship because we don't, because I don't want people to fall off in that in that part of transitioning. Hey, they're entrusting us, mm-hmm. right, to make sure that they land in a a, a city and in, in a church that's gonna love and care and pour yeah. into them. Um, and so I just think it's getting that relationship between the uh, campus ministry or uh, uh, church ministry that they're coming from and the city that they're going to. Well, let's
1: be honest. Every transition of a person's life is an opportunity for them to flounder spiritually, transition from middle school to high school, from right. high school to college, college true. to yep. to whatever's next. Yep. And so it, it really starts years before the transition happens, like, to plan and prepare, how am I going to honor God in this transition? Mm -hmm. Um, So if we had some big takeaways for, let's say, a 16-year-old student right now, thinking about their next couple years. uh, One, you've told them, hey, you need to serve on a mission trip. Like, it exposes you to what God's doing. It helps transform your heart. Uh, Two, you need to think through, like, what's next, not just in college, but even what could be after that and how you could start planning Mm -hmm. and preparing for it. So what other big takeaways would you give to a 16-year-old student with their life ahead of them?
2: All right, a 16-year-old student, I'm saying, hey, start thinking about a university, right? When you visit a university, look to see what kind of uh, campus ministry they have. Is the the campus ministry active? Are they a very missional campus ministry? What is going on there? So you want to make sure that you're strategic also in where you go, right? So that the people you spend your next four years with in college They're going to pour into you, and they're going to make sure that you really live out what God has uh, called you to live out, right? So be strategic about where you go and you spend uh, your life, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Next thing is I would say look into uh, really getting someone to mentor you and disciple Mm, you. That's big. Start, uh, you know. Just look around your church and say, hey, just if you notice somebody who has something you desire, uh, the way you see them worship, the way you see them talk to people, Mm -hmm. you know, and just say, hey, I want to be like that. Say, hey, can you, you know, disciple me? Because we're going to always need counselors as we're navigating you know this world so uh yeah i'll say look into that ministry and make sure you have a discipleship relationship
1: it's one of the things that inspires me about you is you're of haitian descent so uh your your family comes from yep your family comes from i don't know what that means (laughs) except if you're haitian
2: and listen to this
1: (laughs) so you come from haiti and and everywhere you've been uh, since the moment you came from Christ or came to know mm-hmm. Christ, uh, you've just lived missionally. And so you moved to Louisville, you started a church there, and and now Part, you're, I partnered
2: with the church yep. plant I started. Yeah,
1: there. started or partnered with the church plant, and and moved into a neighborhood where you could do mi- missioning or yep. missionary work. And yep. uh, in fact, you were telling us a story the other day of how uh, one of your neighbors who. Folks told you oh, he's probably doing drugs. Yeah, <laughs> I probably dealing drugs. Called yeah. you the local missionary. Yes, so, he did. He did. So tell us about how a student right now can prepare themselves for a lifetime of being a missionary wherever they are. Man,
2: um, man, that's a tough question. I would say, really, what what uh, motivated me was the fact that um, you know I would just I had a lot of friends that I thought man these guys aren't going to go uh, to heaven yeah. like they'll spend the rest of their eternity mm. in hell and something happened to where uh, god allowed me to see and um when he said hey pray for uh, the, uh pray for the, har- the the workers no pray for workers to go out to the harvest cuz the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few and i just came to the realization that I can't keep praying for other people to go do the work. I need mm-hmm. to do the work, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that really trans- uh, just transformed the way I started engaging people. Um, I had a solid uh, church that helped me uh, live missionally. They were supportive of the crazy stuff that I was doing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just God protected me and, and, and guided me on the way. So, um, man, just see yourself wow. as the person uh, that God is, has told many to pray for those workers to go Mm. out you know wherever it is whatever capacity you have to uh, whether it's uh um trafficking all uh, the poverty um just many different types adoption uh uh, foster care, wherever it is, just see that, Hey, maybe God is calling me to do that work. Wow. And that's kind of, uh, you know, uh, messed me up cause I haven't been able to focus so much because whenever I see something, I'll see any, I love the inner city everywhere. I'll see something happen in the inner city. I say, man, mm. I got, I, I want to go up there to, to, you know, do that. Or I want to yeah. go up there. And so, uh, Hey, God may be calling you to mm-hmm. be, the person that goes out into the harvest
0: absolutely and what a, what a cool thing that we get to be the answer to jesus's prayer when we when we go out into the harvest we're mm. the answer to jesus's prayer that workers are being sent out and you know i think a lot of times for students and college students that's exciting that's invigorating but i know for most high school students and and even college students though it changes Parental influence can be um, a big Mm -hmm. factor when it comes to being sent. I I heard a pastor one time say, you know, we do a phenomenal job celebrating when our young men and women desire to serve in uh, the Army, the Navy, whatever that that might be, as we should— we don't necessarily celebrate enough whenever you know students desire to go into some type of ministry role if anything sometimes mm-hmm. it causes a lot of apprehension for parents depending on where they're going so what do you say maybe to the parent listening we have a few parents church leaders yeah. what do you say to the parent as far as encouraging them in this but also what do you say to that student maybe who desires to go but the parent is a little bit hesitant how do you approach that respectfully honoring them and their role over your life, but also doing what God has called you to do.
2: Hmm. Man, you know, uh, Sarah Farley, if you guys know Sarah Farley, works
1: with IMB as a mobilizer. Yeah.
2: Yes, she has the best answer for this. So, <laughs> if anybody really has needs answers to this question, ask Sarah Farley, uh, IMB, okay. uh, mobilizer. Uh, but I would say, hey, there's uh, I'm a parent, my son is uh, two year old, two years old right now, you know. Okay. Uh, when I told uh, my mom, hey, I wanna move back into the hood, she's like, "What? are you crazy? <laughs> like, you know how hard we work years and years mm-hmm. and years to make sure, like, you don't have to be there, you know? Yeah. And, and, and uh, but I was like, no, God's calling me, uh, you're, you know, she said, you know, I'm not smart. <laughs> you know that word for people that's not smart. Well, uh, she just cares about, she, she right. cares about me, right? And that uh, and that grandbaby. Yes, but you know, my mom had a different motivation. My mom, she, she's uh, not Christian. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, she's not motiv- she's not motivated by the Great Commission. She doesn't uh, um, understand that you know, hey man, I, I want to see people come to know Jesus, and I don't feel like people are really sharing the gospel in this area. Yeah. And so I just e- encourage uh, the parents with this: is um, hey. Jesus loves your child more than you loves your child. Amen. And Jesus wants the best for your child more than you want the best yes, for your child. Does. And I don't want I say that in the most respectful yeah. way uh possible. Mm. You know that uh, God is not going to throw your uh your child in the wind. He's going to protect them. Yeah. Um and just think about the way that he's walked with them already. through their lives, and so you could trust that, especially if you're a praying parent, that God will hear your prayers and respond mm-hmm. to your uh, to your prayers as well. So, Good.
1: that's and I think the biggest, the single biggest takeaway for me in this conversation was, don't anticipate that God's sending somebody else when He's placed you there. Like that, that yep. is convicting to me. Like I can't yeah. pray, God, would you send this person to reach my grandmother when God's placed me in her life? Yep. Like it's my responsibility to. Mm to trust God to use me in those situations. So uh, if you had a last word, a final word for 16 to 26-year-olds kind of navigating through life and how they can lead out in their faith, what would it be? Um,
2: my last word. God has, God has given us pastors, elders, and teachers to equip us for the work of the ministry, equip the church for the work of the ministry. We can't leave the work of the ministry to the pastor, elders, and teachers. That has been given to us. Wow. So I think, um, you know, 16, 26-year-olds, we have tons of time ahead of us. We have a lot of opportunity, and there's so much that we could transform mm-hmm. uh at the ages uh, that you all are right you guys are at right now so man I just pray that you realize hey God has God has a purpose for you um and God has there's potential that you probably haven't even tapped yet you haven't even seen what God could do for you but just trust the people he's put over you and trust the the desi- trust the people that he's called to guide you to live your life on mission.
1: So, wow, mm-hmm. Ditson! I'm so thankful you got to come and be a part of Lead Defend podcast. Uh, remember, Thank for you. those of you listening, Lead Defend conference happens every year in March, and yep. so go to leaddefend.org for more information on that. It's going to be great. But also, Go Two Years is an initiative we're excited about, and they can go to go two years.net. The number yep. two, not the word to. Um, two. Go number two years.net, and you can learn more information there and get connected directly to Ditson, and he can help mobilize you to a specific city where you can serve and utilize your gifts in a church plan. Hey, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, appreciate it, Dixon. And until next time, this has been Lead Defend.
0: That's it for this episode of Lead Defend. To hear more episodes from the Lead Defend crew, visit absc.org slash podcasts. If you liked what you heard, rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening site. Want to learn more information about the next Lead Defend conference? Visit leaddefend.org.